Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Con Man's Answer Show every Tuesday and Friday. If you guys have not already, make sure you subscribe to me on your favorite streaming platform to stay up to date with the Con Man's Answer Show. Other than that, this is episode 33 with Mike Sanchez, who is a professional boxer and has a part-time job at Amazon. Take a listen. Um, okay, so that's the start. I just started the uh, the recording for today. Uh, like okay. we were just saying, uh, good to meet you, man, obviously virtually, but you know, it's better than nothing. You know, hopefully one day I can do this in a studio face to face with uh, new guests and everything. And hopefully you can re- return if you have a, if, if you have a good time, but uh, for right now, this is all we got. So it's uh, it's better than nothing. Right. Of course. Absolutely. Bro. I'm glad to be here. Um, so just to start out, you know, just give yourself a little introduction, uh, what you do, uh, things you're interested in, just a little bit of who you are, just for me and the guests. I mean, me and the listeners. For sure, bro. Uh, my name is Mike Sanchez. Uh, I'm a pro fighter, pro boxer to be exact. I'm 23 years of age. I stay out here in uh, Southern California in a small city, uh, named Colton. I've been living here since I was eight years old. Uh, I also have a part-time job at Amazon. You know the 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 fight money and cutting it right now. You know it's, I'm 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 in the beginning of my pro boxing career, so uh, I need a uh, another source of income. So Amazon it is. So we can just jump right into fighting because I am very interested and I love everything about um, mixed martial arts and boxing. So have you been fighting your whole life, uh, training in that sense, or uh, did you just? think one day like oh i maybe i could do this like how did you get into boxing uh let's hear your route the first time i stepped stepped into a boxing gym i was uh eight years of age and uh, that's because right here in in uh, the city that i live in right now colton we get these um these magazines these pamphlets every month and they're promoting uh, the community community uh sports in the city you know some services uh or whatnot and then uh, I remember one day I was scrolling through it, and then uh, I noticed boxing. My parents did as well. They, they were uh, they were with me when I was scrolling through the magazine. And um, back then, at that age, I was I was one of those kids who uh, who just had lots lots of energy. Man, I was very uh, just always moving, couldn't stay still. I wasn't a troublemaker, man. I was always a good you know good mannered kid. But when it came to like you know sit down and watch a movie, that that couldn't be me, man. So my parents seen that, they're like, yeah, let's sign you up. So eight years old, signed up, um, went to the gym. I, I was uh, practicing for like uh, maybe like a year. And then I just left, man. It, um, I was like, I was just a kid. I want to try other stuff. You know, I was, I was really a kid. I left around nine years old. And then that same gym. So let me go back. That gym was a real, real small gym, brother. It was it was an old school gym. It was uh, really almost looked like a garage. It was at the com- at the community park here in the city, and uh, I left that nine. And they uh, I was about 13, 14, so maybe four or five years later, they rebuilt the gym. So they made this big facility, modern, you know, lights, great structure, and uh, they were promoting that in the same magazine. Kind of caught my attention. Uh, and I decided to join again. Again, I was about 13, 14 years old when I returned to that same gym. From there, I kept uh, kept practicing. There was a new coach. There was a new coach. He's my current coach at the moment. His name is Freddy Barrera, and I've been with him since then, bro. So, 
Ooh, I just hurt myself. I was just like, where did that come from? Um, but so when you started boxing, um, yeah. the, I'm guessing the fights. So like when you're a kid, I don't know how boxing works, but I'm guessing it's like a lot of other sports. You, um, you have like tournaments and things you go to. I'm guessing that's like for, for young boxing. How did you become this professional boxer? Was it just something that like you fight enough, you get enough wings, you kind of step into the, um, you just kind of keep like, like rising up the ranks or is it something where like you have to win a certain tournament to get higher and higher? You know what I mean? Is it something that you just keep fighting and you, and you eventually get there if you're good enough or is it something you have to win something specific to get to where you're at? Uh, the rankings, the getting a lot of amateur fights is what we call them amateur fights. Uh, it gets you in a, in a, in a great position when you decide to turn pro. So, uh, if I don't know if, I don't know how much you follow the sport of boxing, but if, if you ever see some pro fights and, and then you hear some fighters that have, you know, there were Olympic, Olympic trialists and, and they had, you know, national champions and such, uh, those fighters, promoters want those fighters because th those fighters have been building a name for themselves since they were young. So what uh, they really, it's really gives, it gives you a lot of credit. Promoters want the type of fighters who have, who have the experience, who have been, who have been in the scene their whole life, who are national champions, you know, who got all sorts of trophies and medals. That looks good. When, when it comes to uh, for the promoters, they see that as, you know, a big buck, you know, they could do a lot with that kid. So, the way I've always seen boxing versus like UFC and um, mixed martial arts is bar boxing is almost like an art in its own self because it's not because I, I always think of like UFC and MMA is like you you bring every single type of person and you just put them in a ring and then they fight each other. So you have someone who's like a really good wrestler versus someone who's a really good kickboxer or someone who's really good at jujitsu, um, scrambling, things like that. And boxing is like you have to perfect the art of boxing. Do you know what I mean? Is that how you view boxing or do you feel you feel like it really still is that um, it's like almost fight first uh, skill second, or is it skill first? And then like, uh, like nature second, you know what I mean? Like, is it, right. I, I seem that boxing is like, it's almost like, like even Floyd to this example, Floyd is like so skilled at ducking and weaving and right. striking, you know, right. whereas like you can win in an MMA fight just off sheer, like not luck, but sheer, just that moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like boxing is, you have to be, you have to know what's going to happen when it happens versus the UFC where like anything can happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I've actually, I've actually had this type of conversation with one of my, uh, one of my buddies, actually my assistant coach. Uh, he's a real big MMA MMA fan, so he knows and he knows boxing. He did both actually. Uh, he was a fighter in both sports, so he kind of he could kind of talk. You know, he he, he knows both worlds because they're two completely different worlds. Um, but um, boxing, you're so limited. You know, you, you you can only use your arms basically, so it allows you to perfect your moves, and allows you to find different avenues in how to attack, how to defend, right? As to where MMA, for example, you're kicking, you're kneeing, um, you know, you're punching. Uh, so it's different. You can't, it's harder to specialize in a certain, in a certain, uh, you know, because that's, that's why we have strikers, we have grapplers, we have wrestlers in, in, in the MMA. Uh, but then again, I could see when it comes to MMA, 
you have to be cautious of all those moves. You have to be cautious of, of the knees coming in, of, of the elbows, of the of the punches. So I, I I can see the difficulty in there with the with MMA as well. Uh, boxing, like you said, I, I believe it's more like a like a like a craft that you have you have to have a certain amount of skill, certain practice, repetition, repetition to get you know to the highest level. So me being a kicker in football, I have this I have this um saying that I say when I go on the field, like in a game, if it's like a really intense um, part of the game, uh, I black out, you know, and I basically don't remember it until after the kick. Does that happen in boxing to where you're just so full of adrenaline that you almost black out and your, and your, um, like your training just kind of kicks in and your nature kicks in, or is it, do you think basically the whole fight? Nah, there's, there, there is some, some, you know, some time from some points in the, and some points in the fight where, where it's just basically reflexes. It's what you've been doing at the gym, what you, what your fighting style just comes out. Um, yeah, man. So there is, there is time periods where you just don't know what, like you said, maybe after the fight, you can go back and pinpoint those, those certain times. But, but uh, yeah, man, you, you get, I believe you do get blackout periods as well in, in fighting, man, especially with all the adrenaline. So when you get cracked, like just in general, like you get a, like somebody just hits you with a, like just something that dazes you. you, you see stars. What is it like in that moment in the ring to not be almost dazed, but just like be in a situation where you're, you're almost like more vulnerable than you are before, even just in general. Does it feel like, I mean, I'm not saying that you've ever been like super like cracked or even knocked out. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, what does it feel like to be in that moment? Is there periods where like after you get cracked, where you just feel more vulnerable and you have to take things more cautious or does it feel like you have to try to win the fight even more? Yes and no. Let me explain why I say that. So when let's say you get cracked to the point where you're seeing stars, when you're dazed, it's really more of a mental fight. You have to kind of convince yourself that you're okay, that you're willing to keep fighting, and you want to make sure your body language is not letting the opponent know that you're hurt. That, that, that's, that's key right there. Even, even if you're dazed, even if you feel like, wow, that hurt, that stunned me. You can't show it to the rival because that 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 only feeds him with with uh you know with more uh, for him to attack, man. So it's really 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 a mental game, man. Really really a mental game. So let's flip that. When you crack somebody else, is that like full on go, or do you have strategies after you like? Because I feel like. I mean, I've boxed just for fun, and I've like been in a couple of fights and everything, but like you know when you crack someone you know when you hit somebody with a good with a good um like like a right hand or like a hook or something do you go all out or is it like strategy like all right i'm gonna wear him down even more or does it just depend it just depends but they're just saying in boxing uh, uh a hurt fighter is is as twice as dangerous dangerous so uh when you crack someone you know you hurt him you could tell by his body language you have to be cautious when you come in Cause that's when he could crack you if 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 you just get rowdy if if you just go all in. So I would say there is some type of you have to go in. You have to think a bit, but uh, if he's seriously hurt, then you have to find a way to go in for the kill. So what is your mindset 
on ga- on game day on like before a fight like up to the moment uh, un- up until the moment you step in that ring and you're across from your rival what is your mindset like um is it like calm is it like ready is it like super hype like what is your particular mindset on on fight night i've, I've actually i've tried i've tried a little bit of everything bro i've i've, I've only had it i've only have eight professional fights so with the, within those eight fights i'm kind of testing the waters so so i try to come out with a different attitude every fight i'm trying to find the right attitude I'm trying to find the right attitude, the right mentality that's going to let me get that win. And a lot has to do with who you have in front of you as well. You know, you get different types of fighters. You have you have the cocky fighters, the flashy fighters who don't give a fuck. You have the tough guys who are just kind of mad-dogging you. <clears throat> There's the guys who uh, just don't care, kind of looking down, kind of just, you know, minding their own business. So, like I said before, I believe it's all a mind game, man. I've uh, the uh, I forgot what fight it was. It was my fifth or sixth pro fight. Six. Uh, I fought in Vegas. I fought in Vegas. You're from Vegas, right? I fought in Vegas, bro. Um, I fought another undefeated fighter. He was three and zero. I was going in five zero six zero. I think it was six zero. I was six zero. <clears throat> and um. My mentality in, in that fight, uh, because I, I've, I've always been the type of fighter who kind of just mean mugs and, and I go in, you know, mean and, and, and you know, um, just ready to go, you know, wartime. That fight, I, uh, I came in with the, with, the, with the different body language. I was kind of more like, more at ease, more fluid, more cool. Uh, even even, even the, the song that I came out with was more... You know, let's kind of have a part, you know, party kind of fun time kind of song, more vibing. It wasn't, it wasn't, my mentality wasn't like, okay, let's get this. It was, but the attitude was a bit different. And uh, I wanted to test it out, bro. I wanted to test it out. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a young fighter. I only have eight fights. And, and I think now's the time to really, you know, test the waters and, and find myself. We'll see, see what type of fighter I am. You know what works best for me because what works what works best for me may not work uh, for another fighter. So uh, right now, I would say my I'm in in my boxing stage where I'm still trying to find the type of fighter I am. Fighter I am. What is the most intense moment in a fight that you've been a part of? Intense as in you can take it as in like intense as in like you and the other person were going at it for rounds on rounds. You can take it as intense, like you know you're about to get like you could you could possibly get KO'd, or you could take it as intense, like you know you you're on the brink brink of like a first loss or even like a really huge win. You can take it any route, just whatever you think of when you hear the word intense. Intense. I'll take it uh for the uh kind of back-to-back action. So my second pro fight, I fought here in uh, Costa Mesa in Cali. And um, I fought this uh, this dude from, he was from around there. He was somewhere from LA County. And uh, I was one no, he was one no. So uh, someone had to take a loss. Uh, it was a four-round fight. But all four rounds, we were just going at it, bro. 
I was I was taking punches. I was I was giving punches. Um, there was an accidental headbutt. He got cut. I think in the second round. Bloody as shit, man. I had blood all over my gloves, all over my trunks. We we're just going at it, man. We we're just going at it. Um, I would consider myself a boxer puncher, so I kind of I box a bit, um, find my rhythm, and then when I see the opportunity, I crack. I throw my power punches. That fight, I just decided to be the brawler, the slugger. I'm like, I want to test myself, you know. I, I wanted to see. It was my second pro fight. I wanted to see if if I really, if this is what I wanted, because I I know, um, there's gonna be a day where where I'm just gonna have to slug it out eventually. So I'm like, why not test it in my second pro fight? We slugged it out for four rounds. Um, I took the win. Uh, it was a good fight, but uh, I was just an intense little bra, man. So when you're in those intense brawls is like, I mean, I'm guessing there's shit talking going on when you guys are like close to each other, but like, is there almost a point where you're like, man, I respect this guy or man, I hate this guy more than anything. Um, Is there a point in each fight where you realize like, man, this fighter is like really going heads with me and I respect him. You know what I mean? I think, I think it's more like of a neutral feeling. I, I, I feel like if I would respect the opponent inside there, that would kind of take away from my confidence in a way. If I give him too much respect, I would, um, I don't know. Have you ever like, um, I feel like I'd be humbling myself. And I don't think that's the right mentality when you're in a fight when you're trying to win a fight, uh, when you're trying to knock the guy out. So I kind of go in as a, as an, as a neutral mentality, man. I don't, I don't, I'm not like, Oh shit, I fucking hate this dude. You know, I'm going to kill this dude. Nah. Or, or the opposite. I don't, I don't give him too much respect. I don't be okay. This and that. I get caught with the shot. I'm like, okay, I got caught. You know, I, I got to give it back. But I would say that, that, that just that neutral feeling, man. I just, mm-hmm. I'm in a fight, you know, I got a goal to accomplish, take the win. How do I do it? Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a – not that it's a normal feeling for all sports, but that's kind of how sports are in general. I feel like you go into it, you're like – I mean, you have to give um, the credit where it's deserved, obviously. You can't like ever be like, oh, I'm just going to knock the fuck out of this person or I'm just going to go blow them out. Um, but uh, I think it's always that like neutral feeling. Like They're not the enemy, but they're the rival at a certain time. Now, some people or some teams you hate more than others, but obviously like it's always that like rival, you know? It's that competitive nature. Sports just kind of have that. But I have mm-hmm. a question for you regarding um, the recovery day. So like mm-hmm. in boxing, in any fights, and someone just gets the shit kicked out of them, or even sometimes they don't get the shit kicked out of them, but they but they just look like all hell, you know, what is the recovery like after a crazy fight where you're just going toe to toe with somebody and, you know, maybe you're like eyes swollen or your lips are swollen. Like what is the recovery like after a major fight like that? You feel like shit, bro. Uh, I, I feel, I've only felt that in the, the fight that I explained my second fight, uh, I felt it bad. Um, you just you just feel like a fucking train went over you, dude. Like it's just, it's 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 painful. Um, you can't really move. Uh, it takes a while for you to recover. Maybe 
two, three, depending on how many rounds. That one was a four-round fight, so I was good. And, and third day, I was already feeling good. Um, my most recent fight was my my first eight-round fight, but I didn't really take any punishment there. I didn't get cut. I got hut. I got headbutted in the second round. But besides the the cut, I, I didn't. I didn't feel like ah, after after uh, after the fight. No, but uh, it's just real painful, man. It's hard to explain. Uh, you're achy in, in, in places you you don't even think you could you could have been achy. Like you're like it's just weird, dude. It's weird. It's real, real weird. So during a fight like that, what is the coach really telling you? Is they are they just like when they sit you down? I don't know how many how quick your breaks are in between rounds, but are they sitting you down and they're giving you quick tips on things you can recover on? Or are they giving you the most important tips, um, more thought out, you know? Like one or two important or like three, four, five quick little things that you need to do. I think just come. I think that just comes down uh, to the type of coach you have. So the type of coach I have, he's more on the, okay, you're getting caught here. There's an opening here. You could do this. Maybe like one or two solid instructions. Uh, my coach doesn't. Uh, there's some coaches that give you five, six. You know, they want you to do everything within a round, which is uh, which is real hard. You know, it's real hard, especially when you're. You know, you're getting tired, you're in the corner, you're gassed. You're only going to get a certain amount of the words he's saying. So my coach just told me about one or two tips, um, and that's it. Do this, do that. Um, just straightforward. What is the most memorable hit you've ever delivered? Like when I say memorable, what's the first thing you think of that a hit you gave somebody else um, or like even a move that you've given? I don't exactly understand the question. The most like, like I mean, land a blow and be like, oh, wow, that was great. Or more like. It depends. Like, so say like, if you looked back on your, you've only had eight fights, but if you look back on, on those eight fights, what is the one thing in one of those fights that you remember the most? Like one, uh, like situation where you hit them with a cool combo or like you, like even a knockout, if you, if you had a knockout, like what is the most thing, the one thing in one of those fights that you remember the most? Um, I really enjoyed the, uh, my pro debut fight, my first fight. I, uh, I knocked the guy, the guy down in the first round, like the last 10 seconds of, of, uh, of the round. If you go back and, 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 and if I would go back and watch the fight, you can hear the, the 10 second click. And then I just drop in my drop. I'm I'm a, I'm a southpaw fighter, so uh, my lead hand, uh, my jab is the right, power hand is the left. So I dropped him with the straight left, um, right on the chin. Dropped him. You know, of course, my people were there. My was my 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 first fight. When people were there. You can hear the cheers, the screams, the connect. It just when the punch connected, like. And seeing the guy fall and being my first fight and then hearing my people cheer me on and, and I'm, you know, thinking like, oh, I got this guy, you know, it was just a great feeling, dude. It was a great, great feeling. Yeah, I can imagine that. The, I always think about when I'm like watching a fight, um, like I can just, I mean, obviously it's different when I just watched the uh, Mike Tyson and uh, 
Roy Jones Jr. fight and everything. How'd you like it, bro? It was it was it was cool. Like I mean, they're like legends, and like I mean, it's cool to see them fight. And like it's it was right. it was wild to see Jake Paul just knock out Nate Robinson. I missed that one. I just seen the highlights on Instagram, but I missed that. I only seen the the main event. Yeah, he. I, I mean, he looked like he was decent. Like I mean, it was a wild fight. Like neither one of it wasn't like a it like you watching like oh this is fighting. You know when you look when you watch boxing you're like. There's usually like pro boxers have this like, um, like it's like an art form. It's like professional sports, and then that mm. clearly was a YouTuber fighting um, a professional um, basketball player. But he he cracked him like he did three times, and that last one was was no joke. So mm. like, I mean, obviously him calling out Conor McGregor is just idiotic to me. But <laughs> I mean, teach his own. But no, one of my favorite fights. I talked about this not too long ago was the Conor McGregor Floyd fight. Um, mm. That was like my first real boxing match that I like really watched. Um, Cause before that I was really just starting to get into the UFC. Um, but that was like my first boxing match I watched. And it's crazy. The one thing I, I've, I will say about boxing is it's crazy. It's, it's so much longer uh, or it feels so much longer than um, UFC. Cause UFC is a three to five rounds of five minutes. I believe don't hold me a, accountable to that and then boxing sometimes is is like eight to twelve usually right or you can yeah, just yeah. that. it just depends yeah it just depends yeah but um it's it's just so like you have to be in such good shape and something about floyd that i've noticed is he like he is such in good shape like he's in like some of the best shape that i've i've ever seen and so mm -hmm. it's cool to think like here's a question i can ask you what is it like at the end of a like a fight like you said you had an eight round fight when mm -hmm. you're just tired, like, is it like when both guys are tired, is it more like, just like you, like trying to get one, like really strong punch? Or are you still trying to keep getting those like nice jabs in? Because I can just imagine like in any sport when you're so tired, it's like super hard to be like perfect. You know what I mean? And, so, and, and then in boxing, I'm like, if you let your guard down and you get tired, you can just get knocked out like that. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Dude, well, this last my most, most recent fight, dude, I was it was um, I think I I got called two weeks before the the fight day, so I wasn't a hundred percent ready for that fight. I was in the gym, I was training, but I wasn't training with with you know to fight within two weeks. Uh, regardless, I took it, man. I stepped up. Um, I took it. Want to challenge myself? Like eight rounds? Why not? Let's do it. Uh, that eighth round, dude, I was tired, dude. I, I ain't gonna lie. Eighth round, tired. I just bit down, bro, bit down. It just comes comes down to uh, in the situation you are in, man. If if uh, if you know you can, you still have pop, you still have power in, in, in your punches, you can go for that, you know, that big wow hit, you know, try to land that, that nice hit that's gonna uh, impress the judges or, or the crowd. Well, this fight, I didn't have a crowd uh, due to all the COVID... Um, you know, all everything that's going on, but uh that influences the judges as well. If, if, if there was if there were to be a crowd, you land a big shot, crowd goes, Woo! You know, that that the judges are gonna be, oh, what was that? You know, that 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 counts a lot. Um or you can if if you feel tired to the point where you say, let's say you can't, you know you don't have the strength to land that knockout blow or that or that or that blow to to wow the crowd of the judges. You can jab, you can jab, look pretty, move around, kind of tap the guy. Um, but it just comes down to knowing yourself, your style, and and really 
being honest as to how much tank you got in, in, in uh, you know, how much food you got on the tank. Um, that just all it is, man. But it's, it's real. It's, it's really a mental game. You have to, you have to push yourself. You got to push yourself. You have to be confident in, in, uh, in your training you had for that, for, for that fight. That's what gives me a lot of my confidence for my fights as well, bro. I, I, I give it all in my, in my, my training camps and my training sessions. Uh, earlier you asked, uh, you know, what, what's the mentality, what, what attitude I, I go into my fights. Um, dude, I, like totally, like, honestly, I've never felt nervous before my fights. Um, I would always enter calm, confident in my training, uh, and that's uh, that's all it is, man. I'm I'm real I'm real I'm real confident in what I did before. So if I prepared, I've been the type of person if I prepare for something, then there should be no fear, there should be no worry, there should be, um, you know, shouldn't be nerve wracking because I've prepared for this thing coming up. Now, I'm a professional fighter, but I'll be real with you, bro. I've never gotten in a street fight. Really? Never. Never, dude. Never. I think the most I've, I've gotten into is, uh, you know, back in, uh, you know, middle school, high school. Uh, I don't know if you remember bodies, you know, when you would go in the restroom and just go at it. Mm-hmm. That's all I did. That's the most I would do. But I never got into an actual bra, into an actual street fight, man. One, because I've, I've been, I've never been that type of person, bro. I've never been the type of person who, uh, looking for shit or, 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 you know, I've always mind my own business. I respect because I want to get respected. But I've never, I've never thrown it down outside of the boxing ring, bro. And uh, I think I would be more scared of throwing it down in a street fight than a pro boxing. Because anything goes. Exactly. I'm not, pref- I'm not prepared for that, for that event, for that brawl, for that fight. As opposed to a professional fight, like I said, I've, I've trained my ass off. That gives me the confidence to, uh, to not feel nervous or, 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 you know, to give it my best fight night. I'm well, not like, a person. Yeah. 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 And what you do is like, it's like an art form. It's like a sport, you know? And, and, um, like we were saying, it's like, it's like an art. And so, and most of the people you that fight in street fights, I would say, don't even know how to fight. You know, they just like, whatever goes are mad about something. They're at a bar, they're drinking, you know? And right. so, yeah, it is more scary because like anything goes, I could hit you with something, you know, um, so, like you could die in a street fight. Um, you get hit in the, right in the temple somewhere, you know, it's street fights are, are, um, are different reaction, breed. bro. Yeah. But also I think mo- because you are a professional boxer, less people would be inclined to want to fight you. You know what I mean? Mm. No one's going to come up to you and be like, Hey, let's go. I think that helped a lot, bro. Cause during my, uh, you know, my, uh, my school days, uh, like I said, I started at eight. So uh, obviously people knew, I mean, I was going to the boxing gym. I would, I would, I would fight, I would box. So I, I think that did help a lot. Nobody wanted to mess with me, right? That guy over there, he goes to the boxing gym. He, he might, you know, have some hands. I don't know. Let's not fuck with them. That's, that, that's, I'm glad you brought that, brought that up, bro. This probably has to do a lot as to why, you know, people really didn't, didn't want it with me, you know? Yeah, it, like I mean, and like, cause here's the thing: most people who are like super cocky about fighting usually don't know how to fight, like, or like they're just like strong, but they don't really have any skill because fighting is a skill, like knowing how to fight. Like I've always been fascinated by the ducking and weaving of like fighters, like the 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 facts that you can like j- like just watching those people just like 
like not use their hands and just duck around. Right. It, it just blows my mind because the fact that you could do that is insane. Because if, if I'm in a fight, right, if I'm like put on the gloves, I'm getting cracked at least three times hit mm-hmm. because I don't know how to like move my head around anything. I'm just mm-hmm. going to be this big, like pretty strong guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, if, if I wasn't taught, like, I mean, I know a couple things like from watching it and like, I like studied a little bit, but I don't know, like it's an art form. It'd be like, um, me trying to go like, I mean, I played, I grew up, I, I played soccer, I played basketball, I played volleyball and obviously I played football, but it'd be like me trying to go play baseball and like trying to throw a perfect pitch or something like that. Like, I don't know how to do that. It's not mm-hmm. my particular, uh, area of expertise. And so fighting fighting is one of those weird ones where everyone thinks they can fight and everyone wants to defend themselves, but no one really mm-hmm. knows how to, unless you like learn it. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right, man. Uh, well, I mean, it's in our human nature to, 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 uh, to retaliate, but like you said, the skill is not there. If you're going at it with someone who's, who's fought more often, who's maybe a, a pro fighter who's been to the gym, um, you're going to get knocked out, man. You know, you, your your strength is not going to help there. Have you ever been injured, like, super bad? In, like, either in a fight or just, like, training for a fight? Not super bad, man. They're, they're like, I would say the most, I think it was the only time I've been injured. I've uh, I've injured my uh, my thumbs during training for, for fights. Uh, but I think it just came down to... Uh, you know, the wrapping of my hands, I was just not, not, I was careless about it. I, uh, I, uh, I would do it how I learned, you know, as I was a kid, but, uh, now I'm, I'm real, uh, real cautious as to how I wrap my hands. It's a process now. I take my time, uh, take them up. I mean, if, 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 I mean, these are my money makers, man, if I, if I fuck them up, you know, I'm done, you know, but uh, yeah, I sprained, uh, both my thumbs actually, I sprained one of them. And then I stopped using it and I was just working out with one hand and I sprained that one as well, dude. So I, I was off uh, training for maybe like two months. As we were talking about injuries, I just stubbed my toe going to the bathroom. So that happened. Um, but no. So have you ever had any injuries just in general? I never had broken bones. That's wild. No, I haven't. Have you? Yeah, I've broken – so I broke – You play football, right? Kind of. I mean, I did, but like – I Let's mean, get I'm, to know each other, bro. It's my yeah, first time meeting yeah. you, man. It's my first yeah. time meeting you. What's so up? So <laughs> I uh, – I, um, I'm a kicker. So I transferred from like soccer to football, and I just – I kicked. And I played – a little bit of a position um, in high school, but then I got moved up to the varsity and I only just did kicking. Um, so what I did was these two bones, I fell off my jungle gym when I was in third grade and they slid over and I had like a Z in my arm. Away. Also, I broke my foot this my freshman year of college because I was in an intramural basketball game because it was off season and I took mm-hmm. a shot and one of the other football players tackled me on a three point line and broke my foot. But I still uh made the point and I got an and one. So that was cool. Um, oh dope dude. <laughs> and I uh but I didn't know it was broken for a while, like a week later. It was just like a fracture on the inside of my foot. So it wasn't too bad. Right. Um and then I tore my labrum in my hip, uh which is mm-hmm. like the uh, it's like the ligament inside your ball and socket in your head, basically. Mm. So those are like injuries that I've had. Um, 
but some of the worst injuries I've ever like felt, like even though they're maybe not to be severe, is like falling off of bikes or longboards. I used to love doing that stuff. And right. this one time freshman year of college it was raining and I was longboarding and I just ate it and I landed on my on my ass and I just yeah. bruised the size of a football, like just on the <laughs> side of my hip and my leg. Right, right. That's crazy, dude. Nah, dude, I've 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 never broken a bone. I've never been severely injured. Um, the only sport I played, uh, not you don't play boxing, but <laughs> the other the other sport I've done uh, besides boxing is uh, soccer, and I did that before I joined boxing when I was eight, and it was just like I think a year, not even a year. But uh, um, I've always what caught my attention too for uh, when it comes to boxing, man, it's. It's a you know one on one sport you know I've I've, I've uh, I consider myself an introvert man I don't you know especially as a kid as I was younger dude I, I wasn't real social and I was always to myself bro uh, and I think boxing was a perfect fit man like it was only me you know training on your own uh, working out on your own of course you had a coach and a few of the teammates around there but it was really just you man it was really it's really is just you. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it just caught my attention, dude. When it, when it, and then I'm horrible at, at working in team and, and I'm part of, I'm horrible at team working, bro. I've, I've improved because obviously I have a job now, you know, it, it's, I have to work in a team and I'm better at it now, but if, if I had the choice working on my own or working with the team, I would, I, I would honestly say working on my own, bro. It's just, it's just who I am, dude. Yeah. So when you're in a, in a lone sport like that, in a one-man sport, is it harder to take a loss than you think it would be in a team sport? Because, like, not that you can blame somebody in a team sport, but, like, mm-hmm. you could have a great game and still w- lose in a team sport. Usually, mm-hmm. if you have a great fight, you probably win. Not all the time. Not all the time. That happens all the time where there's two great fighters and mm-hmm. they both have a great fight, but one of them just takes the edge, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, usually if you do your best, you win. Is it harder to take a loss because you know it's mainly on you in a single sport like that? I think so, man. Um, um, for me, this, uh, this, my most recent fight was my first, my first loss, really, my first loss, and uh, it didn't really get to me. It didn't get to me, man, because, uh, like I said, I, I stepped up for, for uh, just the fight itself, man. I would take the whole day talking about it here, but. Uh, it was just uh, a moment where where I needed to step up, and I took that decision, man. Took the decision to step up, did what I had that night. I honestly think I did enough to win the fight, but uh, judges thought otherwise. But uh, I wasn't I wasn't bummed out, you know. I just took it took it for a, for a learning lesson, and I just moved on, man. Next day, I was already thinking about you know Monday morning how I was going to start training once again. I was ready to go, dude. You afraid of anything? Mm. Like snakes? You're not gonna believe me, bro. Huh? You're not gonna believe me. I'm really? actually, I'm actually scared. I don't know if "scared" is the right word. Terrified. Terrified. I get this. I get this. Like, I get goosebumps. Rats, bro. Rats. I swear. Is it the disgusting nature of them? I think it's that, dude. Just seeing them, just just kind of like, you know, 
they're they're in the gutters, you know, they're they're in the kitchens, they're just in in, in horrible, nasty, you know, places, dude. Just seeing them just I don't know, dude. I've killed a few before. I've 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 had to. Yeah. But uh fuck, dude, just, just seeing them, I just cringe a bit. Yeah, there's weird things. There's weird, like all those like small things that are just disgusting, like cockroaches, rats, um, even like pigeons. Like it's pigeons. I mean, pigeons are. Well, no, I'm not afraid of pigeons, (laughs) but like they're disgusting. You know what I mean? All those things that are like disgusting. You know, like you're just like there's just this like you know like this nasty nature that you you get when you look at them. Like, like I hate all those like little those little like pestering things like if i saw a rat i've never had to deal with a rat before so i don't know how i would react i'd probably uh-huh. jump or something you're nasty dude yeah i hate i hate i hate spiders um i hate them i just hate spiders and i've never had to deal with a snake before but i don't know what i would do if i like there was a, like a because i live in the desert in vegas obviously so right 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 i saw a rattlesnake i don't know how i'd react i don't know how anyone would react you hear that you know what would you do if you saw a rattlesnake no, dude. My first reaction would probably be like, I'd jump a bit. Um, I've actually had a rattlesnake out here in my in my front door, dude. A couple of years ago, as I was when I was younger, um, we seen it. My dad killed it, but uh, I don't know, dude. I think I'd be more afraid of the rats, dude. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> dude. I don't know. Dude, th- are you afraid of spiders? I think I, that's the only thing, dude. Really? I, I could do spiders. I could do spiders. I could do even a whatever tarantula, been, whatever you name. You ever been bit by a spider? No, have you? Yeah, a couple times. I've never been bit super bad by a spider. I knew my friend though, he was bit by a black widow on his neck. And he was like they were in a oh, tunnel and he just got bit and he's like, Oh and then he had to go to the hospital and get the and get the anti venom. But he's all right. But like I've never Shit. been I've never had him been bit by like a brown recruit or anything like that, but like I don't know. I, I've always been afraid. I just hate them. Like, I just hate seeing them walk. They're just like, they make, yeah. me, like, they make my like back hair stand up. Well, I can see that, bro. I can see that. <laughs> rats? Really? Rats? Yeah, dude. What else interests you, man? Like, besides boxing, what else is like, what are you fascinated by? If you're going to look up a YouTube video, what are you going to look it up? Um... This right here, dude. I'm all, I'm I'm all into pad, podcasts and and uh, uh, dude. That's why I I I seen your message on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I hopped on it, bro. I'm I'm all for this type of stuff, man. Podcasts, you know, conversation. I know I know I said I was an introvert before, but I've I pushed myself to become mm-hmm. more extroverted. So I'm all into this, man. People just talking about rad things, you know, informative stuff. I don't care, man. Mm-hmm. People having a good time. Um. Just vibing with people, man. It's yeah, I found nature. you. I found you on. Um, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, how did you find me? You follow this guy I had on Austin Kaiser. Yep. Advice uh, for artists. Yeah, he, I'm dropping his episode on Tuesday. Check no, that dude, out. I'm, um, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Um, for it. And then I'm gonna drop this one next Tuesday. Not the, the Tuesday coming up with the one after that because I tr- hold on right. to him because I still do go to school, so I need episodes for when I go back to school that I can keep on releasing. You know. But yeah, that's how I found you. And I was like, I've talked to a pro fighter before uh, in he's in Tough Enough. Um, he uh, he did this, this move called the Go-Go Plata. But, um, and then I saw you, I was like, bro, I've never once talked to a pro bo- um, boxer. And not only that, 
I don't really know anything about boxing. Like I know like what I've seen, but like that's very hard to like know, um, learn about fighting from just watching it. So I was like, it'd be interesting to talk to you. You seem like a pretty, pretty cool guy too. But yeah, I, yeah. Podcast. I love it, bro. I love doing it. It's, uh, it's made it super easy to talk to people, um, and like flow and like, like I have always been like loud and I'm opposite. I'm very extroverted. extroverted. Um, I have this energy. I always like, like keeping this energy like free flowing. So when I did this, I was like, not that I talked over people my whole life, but like I didn't, I had a, I had a trouble with listening, you know, very, very um, intuitively and like, like super strictly like listening. And so what this podcast has really helped me with is really just listening to the other person and hearing the stories that other people have to tell, because like, everybody has like interesting things that they can tell you. You know what I mean? And obviously Joe Rogan is the biggest influence on me. He's, he's a, uh, I love his show. So yeah, I'm glad you like podcasts. I'm glad you could come on to it. I love talking to people. It's fun to learn about like, just like other people, you know, you, you can learn more from other people than you can from reading any book. Absolutely. Experiences, dude. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, so pro boxing when you made that jump to pro boxing right like you said you don't get nervous but like what is that feeling you know did you have you had a fight with uh yeah you you must have had a fight with a, a crowd because i know that's gotta suck not fighting with a crowd but like mm-hmm. what is that feeling is it is it like not that you've made it but it just is it just like this is like almost like an awe like you're in awe when you made that jump from amateur fighting to uh, pro boxing? Mm, I can't hear you, bro. Oh, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like, just that, that jump from amateur to uh, pro boxing. Uh, how did I make that decision? So, remember when I, I, t- I said earlier that I um, came back when I was 14 and I started training and I fell off again. I was like 16, 17. I think I was a sophomore in high school. And uh, obviously, I started hanging around with the wrong crowd, started partying a bit, started going out, you know, met this girl, met that that girl, just kind of, you know, I kind of lost direction from, from what I was doing, right? I didn't know. I didn't know I wanted to be a pro fighter. I, w- I never thought of becoming a pro fighter, dude, honestly. It just is something that came to be. It wasn't because you, you hear a lot of fighters that that is their dream, it's their goal from like the age of nine, ten, even eight, you know, to be world champions, to become a pro fighter, this and that. That was never me, man. I just did it because I genuinely liked it, man. I liked it. I liked being in the gym. I like getting my workout in. Uh, it's just a good feeling when 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 uh, you're able to hit something, dude. Um. But yeah, dude, I fell off for about almost two years, dude. And uh, and I and I really like, I left the gym, dude. Like, cause you get the type of fighters who fight, they're on and off, they're off, you know, they leave, they're off for a, for a week, a month, two months, then they're back. They're just kind of playing around, not serious. I honestly, I remember when I started falling off, and I say falling off, cause I would still go to the gym, but you know, weekends and at night, I would still go out parties drinking this and that but I, i'd still be at the gym i'd be like shit but i'd still be at the gym 
And uh, there, there was this point where I'm just like, you know what? I'm done with boxing. Fuck boxing. I think it was 16, 17 maybe. And then I, I asked to talk with my coach. I'm like, I wanted to sit down with him and uh, and, ta- and tell him like straight up, like, you know what? I, appre- I appreciate your time. Because he put in a, maybe two, three years of almost four of his time, you know, training me, taking me to fights, this and that. And uh, so I decided to sit down with him and tell him, hey, coach, you know, uh, I mean, I'm going to leave. This is it. You know, this is it. And I said, I just want to thank you. But, you know, I'm, I'm done with boxing. You know, that's it. Did that. Like I said, left for about almost two years. And then it's crazy, man. What do you think? Do you believe in the law of attraction? Like manifest manifestation and stuff like that? Kind of. What, yes. what, what do you think it is? The law of attraction? Yeah. Like, how would you describe it? So, I think by me explaining this story, it'll kind of like okay. give you my thoughts on uh, the law of attraction. So, I had left the gym. I had left the gym. But uh, you can say my heart was still there. You know, I, I missed it, dude. I missed it, dude. Uh but I just decided to go out and fuck around, dude. But my heart was still there. I got a job. My first job, I worked at uh, at Burlington at the warehouse. Burlington Coat Factory, the warehouse. And uh, it was funny, dude, because I made this comparison. So I was actually in um, shipping, right? So we would receive big packages and we'd, we'd put them in the trailer, right? And... Uh, I would do that. I would work from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Sometimes we did overtime. I worked from 2 p.m. to uh, to 12 a.m. And I would do that Monday through Friday. I I was going to college then too. I did go to community college for three semesters. I was going to college as well. I was going to college in the morning and then working a full time job after. Um, that's when I left the gym, right? So yeah, I think I, I think I was 17, 17 and a half when I left. Because obviously I was already working. Um, so I was a shipper, right? I, I would throw the packages inside the trailer, inside the trailer for them to ship. So I remember one day, I don't know, I I was in the trailer alone. It's dark, you know, it's five, six PM. It's dark. You're just kinda like your mind is just what's the word? You're daydreaming, right? You're on the floor, you're throwing packages on the trailer. And then I'm like, what am I doing here, dude? I'm like, I'm a boxer. Like literally, like I, I was like, what the fuck? I'm a boxer. Like I was getting boxes, packages, and building walls. And I'm like, fuck, I'm a boxer. But they kind of clicked. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I'm a boxer. I'm a fighter. Like, yeah. like what am I doing? Like I made that comparison. I don't know if I don't know if it's you're kind of understanding but what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to say but I made that comparison that that job that I was doing I was like fuck I labeled myself as a boxer because I was working with packages I made that comparison exactly I made that comparison with the sport I loved and then I was just like what the fuck I'm really I'm really I'm really gonna gonna choose to be working at this job instead of you know, doing what I love to do, which is boxing. Mm-hmm. That was just one of them, dude. I think that I think that was just the universe, the world, whatever you want to call it, God mm-hmm. giving me little hints to like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. 
you're going you're going down the wrong path dude like what's up and there's been other other few little stuff like that that i would just see and it would just make me think i don't know if it was just me making that comparison mm-hmm. it probably was because like i said boxing was still in my heart dude yeah everything that was seen, every little thing i would see i would compare it to boxing so i i think personally now that i think of it i would make that connection myself mm-hmm. you get what i'm trying to say yeah here's my thing about that though so i my mom always had this saying that like you know god doesn't create so my family's christian but okay. she said god you can call it anything the universe doesn't create right. the situations that you're in but it creates it it keeps your plan aligned so it always gives you gives you um new pathways to get back on your plan you know what i mean so like Mm -hmm. say when something happens a natural disaster you become this boxer not like professional boxing but boxing packages um right uh that's like a hint that you know maybe you're actually a professional boxer that's what you should be doing and so i think that you know He's like the universe, God, whatever you want to call it is, it is giving you hints, but it is, it's trying to get you to understand it because ultimately you decide what you're going to do in your life and you decide how you're going to act and what you're going to do. But I think there's options given to you and there's signs given to you for you to try to take the right path. So one thing that I've always, what I was, I've been telling people is when COVID hit, you know, it's a bad, it's horrible. Everyone, like it's everything people are hurting, people are losing their jobs, people are dying, people are losing their family members and everything. But, you know, I think um, me, like it gave me something to do. Like it gave me something I love doing. Um, it gave me podcasting. Like I, I've always loved podcasts and I, can, I didn't necessarily like know how to do it or how to start one, but I knew I wanted to, you know, and I knew that in the back of my head, but I wouldn't let myself know it. And then COVID hit and I didn't have football anymore. And, and I kind of fell into it. And I, and then like this last month is actually, it's, it's like grown exponentially. And it's, mm-hmm. and, and like, I, I love it. You know, I'm smiling. I'm like, maybe. And so I wanted to go to law school. I still do kind of want to go to law school, but like, that was like my job stable let's do that you know but now it's making me think like i have more options you know maybe i can do something with my voice now because you know Mm -hmm. like and keep this show and grow it into something different maybe do like sports broadcasting you know like something because i I love doing this so Mm -hmm. what i think happens is you know sometimes you're getting placed somewhere and negative things happen and it makes you realize you know what or like there's signs given to you like you know what? I actually want to do this. You know what I mean? So by you being a boxer, literally pack of packages, that's a hint or a sign at you that you're actually supposed to be a professional boxer. You explained that perfectly, bro. <laughs> Not yet. That's exactly what, what I, what my thinking was when, when, when I had that thought, you know, and other, other little stuff like that, dude, where it's just like life, God, universe, like you said, just, just kind of, giving me that push or maybe opening my eyes, uh, you know, to, for me to make the decision to go the path that, that the universe or, or that really I want to go after. I, I would like to know this. Um, do you have any crazy experiences in your life that changed your mindset drastically? Like you're here and you're, you're this one person and then something mind-blowing happens that maybe you didn't expect maybe it's negative maybe it's positive maybe it's neutral but it changed who you were drastically 
I'll give you an example. I'll give you mine, and then you can think of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just told Cadence this. I had him on not too long ago. Um, Quinn, I heard uh, it, bro. Oh, that one? Yeah. So he, when he passed away, um, it changed me drastically. Like, I honestly realized more, more my mortality at 17, really. You know? Because, like, not that you don't know about death when you're a kid, but, like, you don't really think about your own death a lot. You think about, oh, that's so far away. And so when somebody close to, close to your age passes away, it really drops you into this spot like you're really your life is very fragile and life in general people you love you know maybe you're not afraid of your own mortality but you're afraid of your loved one's mortality Mm -hmm. and that really changed me like it's still i I, not that i'm afraid of death my own death but i'm afraid of one of my my biggest fears i guess you could say is that um i'm afraid to die before i i ever figure out like who I am and like, I do what I like, I, like I find my passion and like, you know, I, like I have a family, you know, like before I, f- I fulfill my life, you know, like that's mm-hmm. one of my biggest fears is like dying before I could fulfill what I know my potential is. You know what I mean? Do you have any right. like experiences like that? Let me give it some thought, man. I'm sure I do. Yeah. Take your time. This would be a perfect time if I had sponsors to be like, this podcast is brought to you in part by. Perfect, dude. It'd be perfect. You'll get them, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping, honestly. Dude, you're on the right track, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I've heard two, I think three of your podcasts. The one with uh, where you talked about what you just mentioned right now. One with the, uh, what was the other dude? The TikToker? Oh, yeah, Avion. Him. And then some other one. I'm not sure. One of your recent ones. What was your most recent one? Well, I so I had one today. You probably didn't see this one. It's with I think a, 27 or 20. I heard one today, dude. Oh, yeah. So that one was with uh, a lawyer. The one before that was Cadence, who was the Twitch streamer, which one we were talking about. The one before that was my kicking coach. And the one before that was a history major. I heard the, uh, the your kicking coach today. Yeah. You're on the right track, dude. But uh, back to my uh, life. You said life-changing experience, right? Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be like in-life experience. It could just be like your mindset drastically changed from one event. Uh-huh. Really, the event I talked about earlier, that that, that could have been one. But uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one uh, that's real similar to that. So uh, when I actually made the decision to go back to the gym and, and and uh, move forward in my in my in my boxing career. Um, so maybe maybe about a year after the uh, me working at Burlington, and I had that uh, you know that thought as I was boxing packages. About a year, um, one of my buddies, he was actually a teammate from uh, from the boxing gym that I went to. He's a, little, a bit older than me. I think like a year older than me, and. Um, he had, he, uh, when I left the gym, when I was 16, 17, when I had told my coach that I was, I was through, I was done. Uh, he stayed for like another year. So he was still training. He was still training after that year. He left as well. And, uh, I remember one night, I don't know if it was, uh, it was, it had to be a weekday, maybe a Friday. Yeah. I don't remember when exactly, but I got a call at night, dude. And then, uh, he hit me up, like, hey, what's up, dude? How you been? I'm like, I'm good, man. You know, just 
you know, partying a bit. What's up with you? And then he had said that that the semi, I didn't know he had left the gym. So he was like, yeah, I left the gym about a year ago, this and that. But I'm really thinking of going back, you know, or at least getting in shape, doing something. So he hit me up. And he's like, we have this this little hill by where I live at, maybe 10 miles away. He's like, I'm going to go run this hill, this and that. Uh, I'm, I'm getting in shape. I, I think I might go to the gym Monday. I might go, I might go to the boxing gym Monday. And I want to get this little run in. And, uh, you know, I don't have nobody to go with. You know, you want to come? And I'm like, I really, that night. It wasn't, it wasn't a weekend. I think it was like a Thursday because if it were a weekend, I know I'd, I'd have something to do, a party or something. So it was maybe, maybe like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And I'm like, sure, they have nothing to do. Let's go. So he came over to my house, picked me up. We drove out to the hill. And then, you know, we ran the hill. We talked a bit. We vibed this and that. Um, but yeah, but the point that I wanted to get to is we vibed. So that kind of like brought up like a little that little thought again into my mind, like, okay, so why did he hit me up? You know, he talked about boxing. I was kind of missing boxing with, you know, the past few days. I was, I remember I was thinking about it too. And then he comes up, I get a phone call. He's like, this and that, let's go work out. So kind of like motivated, motivated me to like, well, maybe I should start going to the gym again. I mean, it's what I really want. Why not? That connects to, uh, to, uh, Another part. So the following week, I, I, I go to the DMV. I go to the DMV. I think I was going to go pay off my tax. I don't remember what I was going to do exactly. I was at the DMV. And then as I was sitting in, in, in the, the waiting room in the, in the DMV, I seen one of the other teammates who was also trained there at that gym. A bit from far, though. A bit from far. Uh I don't know if he's seen me, but I seen him. So I kind of glanced at him, glanced at him. And uh, I was like, fuck, why did I see him? You know, like are these signs, like what's going on? You know, I knew he was from the boxing gym. I had just chilled with, with my old teammate, went for a run a couple, couple of days ago as well. I really was thinking of going back to the gym. And I don't know, dude, that moment when I seen him, it was just kind of one of those... I got to do it moment. Like I just got this. I got this. Like I got to do this moment. Got my phone, picked up my phone. I still had my coach's number saved in my contact list. Sent him a text, sent him a text. I'm like, what's up? How are you doing? He's like, good. How you been? I'm like, I'm doing all right. And I'm like, I told him, Hey, can I go back to the gym Monday? He's like, I'm ready when you're ready. Okay, cool. See you then. I think that was a turning point for my life, man. From there, that's when I took. That's when I took my boxing serious, dude. I came back Monday, had a fucking great workout. Shit, the rest is history, dude. Mm-hmm. I came in with with the more more focus mentality. I came in with like, yeah, maybe I do want to turn pro because mm-hmm. I still came back and I was doing amateur. I I did one fight amateur. I'm lying. I did like two or three fights amateur. After that, that's when I decided to turn pro. Yeah, I'm a pro fighter now, dude. Do you ever think about how crazy it is? To think, <laughs> do you ever think about how crazy it is to think? No, do you ever think about how crazy it is that one, one action or one thing you do changes your life so much? Like if you would have done something differently in one moment or maybe two moments, your life would be so different. 
Imagine me not sending that text. Yeah. That text, dude. I wouldn't it's, have, yeah. Most likely I would have been a pro fighter right now, dude. I it's always crazy, think about dude. that. Yeah, it really is. And it's crazy. It's like, it's, you're always, and to flip that, you're always one decision that you're holding off on away from an entirely different life. You know what I mean? It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. It, it really crazy. is crazy. Life is We are making our life, dude. We make our life, mm-hmm. dude. Like there's every single, even the smallest choice we take on our everyday yeah. lives, dude, it's gonna, it's, it has a crazy impact on, on what our life becomes, dude. It really is. And I'll say this, because I said this earlier too, and I'll say it again. You, you can't pick your situation, but you can, you can pick how you react in a situation and you can exactly. pick the actions you take in a situation. So mm-hmm. I'm never going to tell someone that it's their fault they have cancer or it's their fault their mom has cancer or it's their fault that they were born into a family who is below the poverty line or anything like that. But what I'm saying is it is your fault if you wanted to do something and you don't take the actions necessary to do it when you know you should or when you're doing something that is detrimental to your own health or to your own being and you don't take those actions that you know you should stop, that is your fault. And you can, you're always one or two actions away from changing your life absolutely bro i agree dude yeah this is the philosophical part of the episode that i always get into with my guests oh that's dope bro i'm 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 trying to get into philosophy dude i've read a few books here and there i can't like tell you stuff like from i can't really tell you much right now but i mean if if let's say i hear something that Mm -hmm. might sound familiar that i've read about i could kind of be like you know lean in and be like well what's up and two, uh, philosophy is amazing, bro. You're into awesome. it. Awesome. Oh yeah, I'm a. Well, I'm a. So that's kind of what I call this. Uh, I I call it like society and culture. Philosophy is like the subculture. I think this is like a philosophy podcast kind of thing. Um, that's dope, bro. You should have told um, me that, dude. Yeah, I came with a different vibe. Well, it's not <laughs> like it's. It that's what it is, but like it's. It's whatever the vibe is between me and the guest, really. You know, it's my podcast. It's the it's the right, calling right. a man's answers show. You know, it's however right. we're vibing. You know, it's not and I and everyone's like, Oh, you should have a niche and everything. And I, I kinda do, you know, I demand answers, but and I'm philosophical and stuff. But like also I would I'm different. You know, I'm not like everybody else. I'm not going to be like everybody else. So my podcast is bound to be different than everyone else's. And I hold myself to really high standards to where I think and I know I can be. And that's why I think I've seen tremendous growth in the last month is because I've been really taking it seriously and people are taking me seriously and people are seeing that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm dead ass about this. But back to the philosophical part, I I digress. Mm -hmm. Um, Philosophy too, like reading about philosophy is cool because you learn, but it's really just a way of thought, you know? Um, Anytime you sit down and you philosophize on your own life or life itself or just question things, that's a philosophy. That's basically the stoic uh, Socrates point of view, just questioning things, Um, Mm -hmm. not just believing everything you hear necessarily and not just like being not like being a sheep, but just like making sure that you're thinking through things before you act on them and and decide on them, you know? Right. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm really in uh I really recently started my living my life in a kind of stoic form, dude. You know, you can't you have there's some things you don't have control over, right? You can only control certain things and you know, you, you take uh, decisions based on those certain things, bro. Like, you can't change what's going to happen. You can't change what happens. You just ch- change or I don't want to say react, but you make your choices in regards to what you have up front. Okay, this is what I have. This is what happened. 
Now what am I going to do? What follows? Do you ever think people quit on their dreams too early? I think so. Dude. I, have, I think it happens every day, dude. I, uh, I know a lot of people. I'm not going to name names or anything, but I know a lot of people who were really into something and they quit because they didn't, they weren't famous, you know, or like they weren't, they weren't good at it the first time. And I get, I get into this a lot too. Listen, I fail almost every other podcast and, and it's not a fail to where people are listening and they're like, Oh, this is ass. And they're like, the thing is the same thing, but it's like in my own mind, maybe it's not flowing right or maybe it takes a little while into the episode for it to flow the way I want it to. But it, right. you know, I have little, little minor things that I tweak every time and I learn from them. Right. And I have, I'm grateful enough to be up a really big percentage and everything and be growing my podcast. But dude, for six months, I was doing podcasts strictly on Podbean didn't really know what I was doing. I had no video. Um, it wasn't on anything else and nobody listened and nobody takes it seriously. And now I have a good cover art that my friend just did for me. Um, I it's have fucking dope dude. I fucking the, the new, with the purple one, right? Yeah. That's yeah, just purple. fucking dope, dude. Um, <laughs> shout out Oliver Driscoll. Um, and then, uh, I I'm on Apple. I'm on all streaming services. I'm doing the clips. I have this video. And so, you know, I'm not going to pick up, I, I mean, I can play guitar a little bit in piano, but I'm not going to pick up a guitar and play Stairway to Heaven right now. But, you mm. know, like you can learn it and anything you want to do, you're one decision away from doing it. Like we get back to that. You're one decision away from being good at something, you know, mm. like you just got to let yourself. I feel like people are so afraid of failure and being bad at something in this, in today's age, you know, and there's so much societal pressure to be better than your parents and make more money and be rich and famous. But it's like, you don't need to do that. You know, success is in your own eyes, you know? And it took me a while to learn that too. Um, Like, you know, when I started this, not that I want, wanted to be Joe Rogan or, or like Logan Paul with his podcast or anything like that. But like, I wanted, you know, I was kind of holding myself to their standards. And then I was like, I had to take a step back and think, you know, I got to hold myself to be, to be better than I was yesterday. If I'm better That's than right. I was, if I'm better today than I was yesterday, and this is actually my coach's philosophy. So kind of stealing it from him, shout out coach Falk, but um, <laughs> then I'm better than I'm getting better. And so that's right. how I measure success now. I think that's what a lot of people mess up, man. They compare themselves to others. People are at different stages in, your, in their life, man. You don't know what, what they've been through what the adversity they had to go through, their experiences they've had, how early they started. Like like you said, the thing you should focus on, in my opinion, is becoming better than the person you were yesterday. Tunnel vision. You know, am I better than yesterday? If yes, good, let's keep going. That comparison to others, I think it's fucking everybody up, man. And it really is. And because uh, they want they want to get to that to that certain point that the other person's at. But they don't know. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen the work they've done. You know, they just they just see the result and they want the result now. And that's not going to happen, dude. And I think you understand that, and I understand that as well, dude. You know, the results come at a certain pace, at your own pace, mm-hmm. right? If it's a slow pace, it don't matter. But you're you're going forward. Um, I would say that, man. The comparison needs to stop. Just focus on on your improvement, on your mm-hmm. personal growth. And then, you know, fucking pat yourself in the back at times and keep moving forward, dude. That's and all so there is. For all the people listening, I don't want to say that I'm perfect at all in any stretch. And nor am I famous or rich from this. What I'm saying is, 
because I, I, I get caught in myself looking at my um, streaming and my percentage and my likes and everything. And I, and I get down on myself sometimes, you know, I'm just a human, you know, that happens. But what I will say is I, I take the, the success features when I see them, you know, when I do improve, when mm-hmm. I do see an, um, things to be happy about, I get happy about them. Things that are happy. And that's what I will say about being rich. People think being rich, it brings happiness. One, someone once, I think it was on the Joe Rogan podcast said one time, it was like, I think it was Dan Bilzerian actually, but he was mm-hmm. like, success is, success is um, not valued. It's, it's, um, can't think of the word. It's like based on your perspective. So basically if, if you have 10 Lamborghinis and you get an 11th, you're going to be a little less happy than someone who has a Camry and gets a Lamborghini. And by right. a little, I mean a lot. Mm-hmm. And so money doesn't bring happiness. Finding what you truly love to do and get in succeeding at that brings you true happiness, whether that be even just having a family, you know, being a good mm-hmm. father, you know, being a good brother, being a good boss, being a good employee, you know, any of that stuff. You don't need, I don't need to be Joe Rogan. I need to be Colin, you know? Exactly, dude. That's where it's at, dude. Every, everybody's unique. Everybody's different. And um, you just have to be comfortable. You have to accept that what you're, I would say that you have to accept and know where you're at at the moment. And then from there, from that point, just move forward. No more comparisons. You can have role models. You can look up to people, right? You have, you have people you look up to, right? After this, I have a question for you too because about role models. But yes, I do. Obviously, I have, I have a bunch of role models. Cool, cool, cool. Um, of course, me too, man. I have uh, when it comes to my because me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a pro fighter, dude. I know this is what I want to do. This is what I love to do. I know my future is gonna involve me inside a ring, going at it physically, dude. But as like all sports. There's an ending time for that, man. I can't do that forever. I can't do that forever. Uh, so I know for me, the boxing thing, I'll be real with you. The, the boxing thing is kind of me. It's it's a way for me to earn my stripes. It's a way for me to earn my stripes and, and, and be credible. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do after my boxing career or what I want to do, but I know... It's within this area. I I feel like I feel like I'm a, I could be a great coach, and not not just a not just a pro fighting coach, just a coach in general. I feel like I have something. I just kind of need to perfect it a bit, but I'm holding off a bit because. I don't want to say I'm holding off, but my focus right now is the fighting. I'm going to earn my stripes. I'm going to get my credit. And when I speak after that, people are more likely to turn over and hear what I got to say because, hey, this guy has been through hell. He's been through adversity. He's, he's, he's been a pro fighter. He, he's been a world champion. Maybe what he's saying could be true. You know, it's hard to believe someone who, ha- who hasn't earned their stripes, dude. It's hard to believe someone who, 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 who hasn't lived through certain stuff. It's hard to believe, even, even right now, dude. How old are you, dude? 20. 20. I'm 23. We're young as shit. You know, what we're saying right now, 
I'll be honest with you, it might sound nice, this and that, but we only have a certain amount of credit right now. Right? We don't have we're not we don't we don't we're not as credible as someone who is 45 years of age and has done this for a lot, a lot of years, right? And, that, and that's just being real, dude. That doesn't mean that what we're talking about right now is completely false and, there, and there's no, there's no reasoning or behind it. I'm sure, I'm sure, because we're, I'm speaking out of my experiences and the role models I look up, look up to, right? Because they lived it. I, I, I kind of feel like I'm just like a, like a checkpoint. I just like a, I transfer the information from what I've heard from the people who are credible, right? I don't, I don't, I don't like speaking out of my mind. I speak what I've, what I, what I know, what I've heard, what's been tested. Maybe not by me, some of it by me, but most of it from people who are in crazy, in, incredibly credible. Um, but back to uh, my. Uh, I guess let's call it my calling after, after fighting, man. I know it has to do with something with coaching. Uh, I feel like I, I have what it takes or, or, or that thing that, that'll make me a great coach. And like I said, and not just in the fighting area, just on all aspects of life, man. Like I said, I don't know what it is. I'll figure it out after my pro boxing career, after I become world champion. And I'll let you know, brother. Matt, you will. And on that note, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, my man, thank you so much for coming. Uh, you're always welcome to come back on later. Um, tell me more stories. I'm sure we'll both be in a very different place. You know, we're only, like we said, we're only two decisions away from, you know, an entirely different life. But on that note, thank you so much for being on here. Um, if you want to just uh, give yourself a little plug um, real quick uh, before you go. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, Dubon. I mean, thank you for reaching out, man. Like I said, I, I enjoy this type of stuff, man. Uh, shit, keep it up. You're doing great, dude. Uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll get to where we want to be, man. And uh, that's for everybody, man. Just keep improving. Keep up. Fuck others. Don't compare yourself to others. Keep at it. Factors off in the back every once in a while. And shit, shoot for the stars. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when everything's posted and everything. Thank you so much for coming on, Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. I'll share it on my IG for sure. Definitely. See you soon, man. All right, man. Bye. Thank you, man. Episode three. Did you like it? Of course you did. Am I rapping? No, I'm not. Subscribe. Goodbye.